This last Neasy news cycle, the world continues to heal from the attacks in Paris, reeling from the violence inflicted on innocent civilians. And Sarah Palin blames Obama for it. I thought the right wing ain't even like France. Some sick bastard tried to bomb the NAACP chapter in Colorado. Wait, there's black people in Colorado? And Boko Haram is still Boko Bucknutty, and the world remains overall silent. That's how you know that black lives really don't matter. The Seahawks are headed to the NFC Championships again. So fresh and so clean in my blue and greens. All this and more coming up next on TNPS. of Earth. Welcome to the Neasy Please Show. I'm your host, Neasy Please, reporting in Washington. We begin tonight with this. What the hell's going on with hater-ass extremists controlling the narrative on all sides of religion? Worldwide? I don't know, but I can promise this. If lovers of light don't speak louder, then this holy war has already been lost to evil. Sarah Palin said it was Obama's policies that led to the attack in France, which she somehow misconstrued into attacks made on Americans when she ranted via Facebook the following, Good God, Mr. President, we were once known as the leaders of the free world, standing for what is right. You must not let America's sacrifices be in vain. My Sarah Palin impersonation sounds kind of Irish. I apologize to any Irish who were offended in the making of that impersonation. Meanwhile, Rupert Murdoch, owner of Fox News, tweeted to the world the following. Maybe most Muslims peaceful, but until they recognize and destroy their growing jihadist cancer, they must be held responsible. It should also be noted that Rupert spelled Muslims with an O. Moslems, that's M-O-S-L-I-M-S, Moslems, but I digress. Don't you think that's weird on both their parts? Sarah Palin appropriating France's loss into America's sacrifices and Rupert Murdoch condemning peaceful Muslims as responsible for this attack in France? White Christians don't like to be referenced as holy crusaders any more than Jews like to be referred to as apartheid perpetuators any more so than Muslims like to be referred to as terrorists. And Latinos are good at gardening and the blacks excel at basketball and other physical activity. Don't think I forgot about you guys, Filipinos, with your delicious cuisine. Two plates of adobo on the double, please. Extra garlic and extra fast. Wait, what are we talking about again? Ah, yes. How some on the right are stupidly trying to paint this as an us-against-them scenario. When really Christians get just as psychopathically extreme as their sister religion Islam does in the East. 
Look at Blackwater, a.k.a. Z Services, a.k.a. Academy, ran by Eric Prince, a right-wing Christian extremist who was in charge of much of Iraq's private security during the Bush regime's ransacking of Earth's antiquities, rocking civilization right out the cradle of love in the name of our Lord and Savior, Big Baby Jesus of Nazareth. As early as of 2007, we were receiving reports that these paramilitary-trained Christian religious zealot nutballs had their nutcase share of prime pickings of Iraqi details, contracts worth billions in missions, all paid for by you and I, the American taxpayers, and all the while their reputation fluttering with bats in the belfry. I'm talking real screw-loose, discombobulated, with a dash of violently loopy in La Cabeza, with rumors of murder arising as early as 2003 right on through 2007. Just listen to some of these more salacious stories coming from these Christian cracked cases as reported on from The Economist back in 2009. In an affidavit lodged with a court in Virginia, one of the witnesses to Blackwater's war crimes said that Mr. Eric Prince views himself as a Christian crusader tasked with eliminating Muslims and the Islamic faith from the globe. The statement continues. To that end, Mr. Prince intentionally deployed to Iraq certain men who shared his vision of Christian supremacy, knowing and wanting these men to take every available opportunity to murder Iraqis. Again, I'm quoting this gentleman who went and spoke before a judge under oath. Many of these men used call signs based on the Knights of Templar, the warriors who fought the Crusades. Mr. Prince operated his companies in a matter that encouraged and rewarded the destruction of Iraqi life. For example, Mr. Prince's executives would openly speak about going over to Iraq to lay hajis out on cardboard, or going to Iraq to shoot and kill Iraqis and it was viewed as a sport or some sort of game. Mr. Prince's employees also openly and consistently used racist and derogatory terms for Iraqis and other Arabs, such as ragheads or hajis. Not even creative. We're talking real deal Christian cuckoo crazy clock murderers for which four Blackwater guards were eventually found guilty of committing war crimes and charged with the death of 14 Iraqis while wounding 17 others at Baghdad's 2007 Nisora Square massacre. That's just the ones that got caught, mind you. There were many more reports of Blackwater killing people that went unconcluded. Meanwhile, if you look it up, Blackwater was making something like $1.3 billion a year as early as of 2002 in Iraq. All, again, I remind you, all off the American taxpayer's dime. So what's the difference in crazy Muslim extremists and crazy Christian extremists? About three-fourths the world's compassion and a couple billion dollars worth of taxpayer's dollars, that's what. See, no one seemed to even give half a rat's ass about a world showing of compassion when Iraqis got slaughtered by Christian supremist extremists because we were too busy slaving away cutting them their checks. My only point is that all y'all's religions have at some point played some legitimately loony tunes. You ain't even got to dig deep. You just got to see with eyes unclouded. Stop acting like domestic racist Christian radicals haven't been here terrorizing black, red, brown, and yellow people right here in the U.S. in the form of colonialists, neo-Nazis, cowboys, Stormfront, and the Ku Klux Klan since this great country of America's founding up until today. So here's to Rupert Murdoch and Sarah Palin for pissing their brand of childish hatred into the wind. The rebellion will continue to dissent and question the authority of bigots while us adults sit at the grown-up table in an attempt to heal our planet's pains. Because otherwise, the narrative will be cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs on all sides of the Abrahamic divide. As always, you can feel free to email me via neasy at pleasy.com. 
Or you can check me out on Twitter via at NeezyPlease. I'm on Facebook via NeezyPlease, both the band page as well as the person. Holler! And I'm on Instagram under plain old please. We've got that shit circulating up on the SoundCloud. Don't be scared to hit that candy-like heart button and show that you love your boy Neezy, please. Please know that I love you too. Music, politics, and bullshit. Let's keep it cracking. We're going to take a quick break, and when we return, we're going to do the Neezy news. That's last week's news this week. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the Neezy Please Show. As always, moving at the time-tested and bona fide speed up 100% genuine true colored people time. We're taking it back to last week's news this week. Then we're going to tell you what to keep an eye out for in the week ahead. You are now listening to the Neezy News. Keep it locked right here on the Neezy Please Show. Today is Monday, January 12th. It sort of is. It's late as fuck, so it's really technically Tuesday, but you get the idea. Let's do the weather. We are looking at dark and sprinkly rain, ladies and germs. Surprised? Back in the day today, this happened, and we'll never forget it. 1879, the British Zulu War begins. Long live the Zulu nation. 1948, Mahatma Gandhi begins his final fast. How's that for some Hunger Games? And finally, in 1952, University of Tennessee admits its first black student. Gosh, you guys should be so proud allowing us niggers to go to school as early as of 1952. That nearly makes up for the centuries of genocide, slavery, and terrorism African Americans have endured on through today. Jesus Christ, speaking of terrorism, let's move on to last week's Neasy News. Some fuckface hater let off an IUD at the NAACP's Colorado chapter office. Yeah, I know, I didn't know Colorado had black people either. And thank goodness there was minimal damage to report. Some things fell off the walls, maybe some books fell off the shelves, but no injuries were reported again, thank goodness. For those who ain't know, the NAACP stands for the National Association of the Advancement of Colored People. Not South African colored, but black people. The FBI says they're investigating this hate crime right now, although they're trying to hold off from calling it a hate crime, but goddamn it, it's a hate crime. A man described as white, balding, and approximately 40 years old has been named as the person of interest in this investigation. Man, you Colorado white boys is lucky. If the police treated y'all with the same amount of suspicion as they treated black folks with, all y'all's dads would be in questioning right now. That is, if they survived the initial encounter. Moving on to Boko Haram back at it again. Now, I've been warning about this asshat religious gangster crew for more than half a year now, ever since they stole all them girls over the summer that we never saw again. Well, now Boko Haram just killed 130 people last week during Friday prayers. That's right, slaughtered civilians whilst they were praying. I got zero love for these demonic seeds of hate. As a matter of fact, if I could have my way, I would weed them all out the garden. And while the U.S. and the U.K. and the U.N. have all condemned Boko Haram's attack as a terrorist organization, no one has been willing to do a real goddamn thing about it, because Nigeria is huge, Nigeria's government is semi-complicit, and let's face it, despite Nigeria being the world's eighth biggest oil producer, the military-industrial complex don't give a fuck about black life. And they haven't for quite some time. How I know that? Let's check our final Neasy News story. Two veterans of the all-black Tuskegee Airmen died last Monday on the same day. That's right. The AP reports that last Monday, two members of the Tuskegee Airmen, the famed all-black squadron that flew in World War II, died on the same day. These lifelong friends who enlisted together were 91 years young. Clarence E. Huntley Jr. and Joseph Shambry recalled returning home and getting off the train in Alabama, where white troops were enjoying the hospitality station, where meet-and-greet handshakes 
served with coffee were being exchanged. These two distinguished gentlemen were still dressed in their uniforms, but they didn't get any congratulations or handshakes or thanks, and they were asked to pay for their coffee. Pay for your coffee, niggers. Because America has a long and lethal legacy of hatred toward those who built this country and fought in its honor. Which leads us into, in the week ahead, keep a lookout for more ungracious Americans to overinflate their contribution to America's founding while grandstanding as victims in a society they must now share. Ugh. This debate isn't going anywhere anytime soon. Keep it locked right here on the Neezy Please Show. We'll be right back. www.pleasy.com Welcome back to the Neezy Please Show. Finally, as always, here on the Neasy Please Show, I gotta take some time, remind my audience that I'm incredible at music. I gotta go finish with this or that's a two-part EP, these and those, because that bitch is kind of overdue. Yeah, but that bitch will be available to you, the listener, for free to bump on www.pleazie.com. That's www.pleazie.com. Keep an eye out for what we post in the future. More on that in future shows. Moving on, let me finish with this, if you please. So what have you? Radical Christian supremacists, ultra-Orthodox Judea terrorists, Muslim maniacal extremists, tomato, tomato, tomato. What else have we? Calling all cars, calling all cars, NAACP terrorists, be on the lookout for a tall white balding man. Colorado white guys, tell your fathers to stay in the house for a while. Continuing on with Boko Haram. I can't wait till y'all get y'all Western education, because y'all gonna get it, you dumb motherfuckers done earned it. And Tuskegee Airmen depart on the same day. Thank you both for your service, and may you fly friendlier skies into your latest voyage. And of course, Neasy Please presents the This or That's two-part EP. These, almost done. It's done, but it's not done done. And that's the Neasy Please show for now. I'd like to thank you, our listeners, for being with us. And you can catch this show again next Monday. You can always visit www.pleasy.com to learn more. Please feel free to leave comments on the Neasy Please show iTunes podcast page. And be sure to join us every week to see what's really good with new Northwest music via www.pleasy.com. We hope you enjoy it. And just like we touched on at the beginning of the show, congratulations once again to the Seattle Seahawks, who are headed to the NFC Championships once again after smashing on the Carolina Panthers 17 to 31 this last Saturday's game. You best believe that the 12th man was pleased. We'll see you next week with more music, politics, and bullshit ahead. As always, I'm Neasy Please wishing you love, peace, and the pursuit of happiness. LOP!